this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm thinking back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Saturday, the kids are screaming. Rob is here. Yay. It's episode 187, I'm pretty sure. Okay. The rare time we're recording an episode pretty in advance. Mm-hmm. This isn't tomorrow's episode for once. Tomorrow's episode is done. This is next week's episode. Look at <laughs> us. Which is probably good because I feel like if we recorded later, most of my memories of what I've watched would just come seeping out. You'll note... That I did not message you to say, let's watch a third. Make of that. This is true. Yeah. Make of that what you will. Um, Rob, what are we here to talk about today? Uh, We're going to discuss the 1980s French cartoon, Mask. Okay. Saying it's French answers one of my biggest questions, which is (laughs) what is going on with Mask? Why does it look like nobody was supposed to say the words that they're saying? Well, I said French hesitantly because I'm unclear whether it's a French production company or whether it was created for French language first. I, I'm not sure what the answer is there. I couldn't find the answer. I didn't do a huge deep dive. The first thing I looked up was whether this came after G.I. Joe. And I think it did. And I think that it did. Yeah. I think they are somewhat related and there are plans for them to relate it again in the future. So uh, There were, but ah. apparently in November 2021, that all fell apart. Oh no. Yeah. They were going to do the shared Hasbro universe, apparently, <laughs> which was going to be what this G.I. Joe. And, and um. another cartoon that I've been onto you for a while about wanting to do, except that finding episodes of this one seems to be tougher. Uh, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. Uh, I don't remember seeing that one in the list, but I do remember you mentioning that. Mm-hmm. That one seems like it was very much Toy's first cartoon after. Well, I think so was this. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, and we can yeah. dive right into my memories of this being like, I had some of these toys, so... I don't know whether the appeal was I had the toys and could see them on TV or I saw the TV show and was like, I need those toys. Did you choose Mask over G.I. Joe? Like actively? Was that I, an active decision? I had a VHS of both and I would watch Mask way more than I watched G.I. Joe. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't really, like, I didn't really watch G.I. I had a couple of G.I. Joes, but I didn't really watch the cartoon that much. Mask, I never saw. I, yeah. I became aware of it as an adult, kind of. But every now and then it would surface and be like, hey, they're going to make a new mask. And a few people would be like, yeah. And I'd be like, all right. I, I remember weird things irritated me as a kid. And one of them was that my G.I. Joe VHS was in a sleeve, whereas a mask had a proper case. And I was like, oh, mask's better. Is a proper case one of those snap cases? Yeah, like the opening book, book yeah. style plastic case. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. As a kid, I would have agreed with that. I like how they looked on shelves. Yeah. All lined up, all nice. My little VHS, my Disney VHSs. Yeah, if you got the sleeve version, you'd have to put it inside one of those fake books. Yeah, that's you no know. good. No. 
Here's my first trivia question for you. What does mask stand for? Do you just know off the top of your head? Oh, shit. I should, shouldn't I? It's something along the lines of mobile um, strike command, I think. The K is command. You were very close, yes. Uh, Unfortunately, the K is command. Uh, I think you said armor? Or did you say armor? I said armed, but maybe it's armored. It is armored. Mobile right. armored strike command <laughs> is what mask stands for. Uh a little trickier. What does venom stand for? Oh, it's, this one. This is way stupider. This one relates to their leader, Mayhem. I know the M is Mayhem, definitely. Yes, the so M it's is probably Mayhem. Like, it's probably of Mayhem. Yeah, um, that's uh, two out of five. Villains? Nope. Uh, no, I can't remember the rest. <laughs> venom stands for oh, for for context of obviously to everyone listening, uh, Venom is the group of bad guys that Mask has to take on. And you're probably thinking, Venom's pretty close to Cobra. And you'd be right. Yeah. Uh, Venom stands for Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. (laughs) That's nice. Which is very on the nose and accurate. Is it that accurate? I don't know. I guess we'll get into it when we talk about the plot lines. They they do some weird things. (laughs) They're, I don't know, like, Cobra, I get... I don't know what Venom is. Venom's goals are all over the place. Well, I mean, their goals seem to come back to money, maybe. Yeah. Like, Cobra wants to take over the world, if I remember correctly, or destroy it, or do something like that. Whereas, yeah, Venom just seems in it for the cash, because both episodes we watched are just about get rich, getting rich quick schemes. Yeah, Either. although in the second episode they seem less less bothered about the actual money uh, when they asked for a ridiculous three billion dollars in 1985 money in three hours. <laughs> yeah, I guess let's talk about. I mean, it doesn't take long, but yeah, hit us up with the, the the general. We don't need to do a plot breakdown per se. No. Well, what is the general? Con- we kind of mask fights venom, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah, and it and it. It has a lot of similarities with other cartoons I loved as a kid. Jace being one of them, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, and also uh, Visionaries, the, the the knights of the whatever the fuck that was called. Um, there's a team of goodies and a team of baddies, um, and each of the individuals in the team of goodies or the team of baddies has powers that relate to either their equipment or the, the, the things that they wear. And in this case, it's the masks. So mask doubles as an acronym and the fact that they all yeah. wear these masks. <laughs> and that they're wearing masks. Yeah. Um, it's, they don't make particularly great use of the masks in the episodes that we saw. Um, particularly. But it also doesn't really seem like it's a hidden identity thing because we find out in the first episode pretty quickly that a journalist knows exactly who the leader of mask is. So yeah. he's, he's out there as a, a pretty famous person. Um, and what are they doing? They're they're working overtime fighting crime. Yes, that's, that's that's what Mask does. I admit, I admit that's, that's it's a good. I like the theme song. The theme song is amazing, and it's got a, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's got a, it's got pedigree behind it. So the the dual composers are uh, Levy and Saban, who well Saban is the Power Rangers guy. Yeah, um, as soon as you said it, I was like, absolutely. Yeah, but they also compose many of the great theme tunes. Inspector Gadget being the one that's like top of mind oh, for me. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's got some of those Power Rangers qualities. Like yeah. when they're about to go into action, 
we spend two minutes doing a roll call. And the roll call was one of my favorite things as a kid, the blueprints especially, and showing what the characters were doing in their real life when they got the call on the watch, where the mask pops up on their watch to say, you're needed by mask right now. I don't know. It was. It felt a bit like a time filler <laughs> by, <laughs> by episode two. And I was like, oh, we're just going to do this again. <laughs> it was like when we went back to Power Rangers, when uh, we had our first kid, we were like, we just need something mindless in the background as we're like, you know, doing baby stuff. And we put that on. And I realized you can fast forward 40% of every Power Rangers episode because it's roll call, then call in the Zords. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't as guilty of that, but yeah, definitely once we hit the second roll call in the second episode, I was like, oh, this is going to happen every time. And it's a little bit more low energy, at least with the, to the Power Rangers, you're getting the yelling and there's like, whereas this is just like Matt Dagger, special power. Matt Tracker, actually. Matt Tracker. There is a dagger, though. I think there is, yeah. But Matt Dragon's Someone's the leader, so he's the one that I remember. Cliff Dagger. There we go. <laughs> I have them in front of me. Yeah, Matt Tracker and his annoying son, Scott Tracker. Yeah, Cliff Dagger <laughs> is actually one of the bad guys. Oh, that makes sense. He's the guy with the eye patch. The yeah. one who looks uh, G.I. Joe-ish. Yeah. Scott Tracker and his friend slash pet. What's the <laughs> robot's name? T-Bob. Uh, T-Bob. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. To be fair to this show, I, I chose I chose the episode with the Statue of Liberty because that's the one I remember best from my childhood. And I chose episode one on the basis that they might do a, an introduction job. But it turns out that it was just a very similar episode with the same characters. But Mask is way bigger than the characters that we saw. There are way more of them. And part of the fun of watching these episodes is always which ones are going to get the call? <laughs> Who's going to be pulled in? Who's on the blueprints today? Oh, so it's like Paw Patrol. I don't know. <laughs> I'll well, take your see, word for it. <laughs> see, Rob, Paw Patrol, I think that there might, I think they're up to nine pups now. Who knows? I was at the store this morning and apparently there's a version now where they're all knights. So now you got to buy all that shit again. It's like, <laughs> hey, guess what? They're in armor now. So you got to buy them all. There's uh, up to nine pups and they each have different abilities. So Ryder doesn't always need all of them. So at the start of the mission, it's just going to be who is it? Like, Chase. You're gonna do this, and Sky. You're gonna do this, and then Paw Patrol, and then they go off in their vehicles. Yeah, exactly so the same. Then. Mask that- is basically just Paw. Paw Patrol is just new Mask. There's actually 13 of them in total that could be called up. Although oh. you know, Tracker's always there. So. I think we only saw five. Yeah, I think Maybe? that's probably right. Hmm. Um, I mean, most I, of, it makes sense. Most of whom were voiced the by the same person, by the way, which is so <laughs> immediately obvious. <laughs> and the first and I didn't make too many notes but the first thing I wrote down is everyone is strangely low energy <laughs> like for a show that's almost wall to wall like action sequences it, 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 it's very high energy and simultaneously super chill and everyone's just like oh we gotta go get the Statue of Liberty back hey Scott we gotta go do this mm, yes you're right well, to be fair, I always everybody. liked it for uh, I always liked it for Bruce's voice. He's the, he's the guy with the, the the yellow circular eyes and could do the like lifting stuff. I think his name mm. actually might be Lifter um, as a mass character. I always liked his stuff. But he was I can't remember any of his lines off the top of my head, but it was always like we've got to make this happen now. <laughs> but that's how everybody sounds. It's true. Oh, no. Three they hours. have slight, slightly different accents. They, they had a they had a guy with a southern accent that was always cracking jokes. 
forget that guy's name. Oh, was that the guy who made the the, the awful popcorn back and forth? Oh, there were there were a few of those. Yeah. yeah. What was that again? Like that was a very corny. He mentions popcorn. It's like that was a very corny thing to say. Yeah. Oh, a, isn't there, there a, a kernel, kernel of, of truth in that? Yeah. And I yeah, should have yeah, yeah. shut it off right then. But I was like, <laughs> oh, it's almost done. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think as a four-year-old I was there for the dialogue particularly. No, it is very high. Like the, there's a few minutes devoted to setting up the plot, and then it's mostly just lasers driving and stuff. Like the first episode, like a meteor crashes, and then they're like, finally, we can harness the power of them. Like they've been waiting for a meteorite to hit this whole time. Yeah, and it was like, pretty bizarre. Like this woman was researching how to save lives but it was unclear from what but the meteorite was the answer <laughs> yeah and they're going to use the radio finally we can use the harness the power of this meteorite to use the radiation to save lives and we're like that's probably enough and then, then that's Ven- it but then venom's like oh it looks yeah. like these things could could melt lives into brown goo so yeah what if we did that instead yeah and that's that's it then we're off and running and it just kind of Threw threw me into the deep end, which is oh, and here's this kid, and he's got a robot. You don't need to know about that. It's like okay, <laughs> he's gonna be the comedy relief. It's like oh, so I'm gonna hate the robot. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's cool that he can turn into a bike. Yeah, but it also seems like Scott hates that robot. Yeah, which is weird much. because they're buddying around as though like Scott built him or their friends but he spends most of the Statue of Liberty episode just just dragging on on poor T-Bob. Like the opening where, I think I'm, I don't think I'm getting the episodes mixed up. In the opening of that episode, a magician's doing the whole David Copperfield, I'm going to yeah. make the Statue of Liberty disappear thing. And then it disappears for real. And Scott looks at T-Bob and is like, this is your fault. You just like, what? I don't think T-Bob deserves this. I mean, to be fair, I get this way sometimes when I'm watching football. <laughs> I'm like, you did this wrong, and my superstition says that you're the cause of this whole thing. And what T-Bob didn't do was cross his fingers. He crossed his yeah. eyes instead. When he makes the Statue of Liberty come back, he's like, everybody cross your fingers, and T-Bob doesn't. So Scott immediately, he's like, you son of a bitch. This is on you. <laughs> and then it, at the end of the episode... um the uh t-bob is part of the magic trick and he's like i want my mommy and scott's like you don't have a mom and that's how the episode ends <laughs> scott's a monster it's not actually how the episode ends don't forget that this is an 80s cartoon Sorry. oh yes <laughs> and both the lessons are basically the same they are and i was like was this just a coincidence or is it a thing so i looked up another episode um and the the safety tip there was my car broke down but luckily i i remembered my address wait insinuating that an adult who was driving their car wouldn't remember where their house maybe, is maybe the insinuation is that if your parents crashed the car and you were left by yourself and you're the only wreck, one alive <laughs> you, you would at be least remember clearly, where you're from yeah to be like oh right 19 pine crests <laughs> But yeah, both of the right. tips in these episodes were related to uh, safe road safety as well. Yeah, making sure that, uh, well, the first one was just look both ways before you cross the street. But the second lesson was basically that too. Except yeah. then they added on, maybe you shouldn't wear dark clothes because then mm. a car can't see you. Which is, you know, good advice. Yeah, solid I, tips. Like, I don't know if 80s kids needed all of these. 
I don't know if we have more confidence now to not have those in cartoons. But it was certainly the kind of thing that was being rammed down my throat by my grandparents. I was I just, frequently chasing balls into streets and wearing dark clothes. So. I will never, ever get tired of cartoon, 80s cartoon PSAs, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I really sincerely wish someone would release like a, just a DVD compilation of nothing but 80s PSAs, and I would be first in line because I love it. To see, like, what problems were they dealing with in the 80s? Yeah, that would be a pretty cool ranking episode, actually, if that if that was released. Let's hope Punks. by like episode 300 it's ready. Punks on the bus with their boombox too loud. That's an 80s problem. Oh man, that's a 2020s problem. Well, maybe, maybe late 2010s. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The PSA. I'm, I'm disappointed they were so short, but you gotta do a PSA. It's not like the G.I. Joe ones, which were a little bit more intense, but kids were almost always coming close to dying in yeah. the G.I. Joe PSA is like the kid who didn't look both ways before he crossed the street would have done it. And then a car would have like swerved and been like, what are you doing? Like they had to really hit like you, you were almost a pancake. <laughs> I actually saw a kid hit by a car in that exact scenario. When I was oh, young. Jesus. Yeah. Is he okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Like he just sort of like took it, but first and then kind of just bounced. The car was only doing like, you know, 15 miles an hour. So it wasn't. Okay. Well, good. If you're <laughs> listening to the show now, I'm glad to hear that you're okay. I want to say she's definitely not, but given that I can't even remember her name, she might be. <laughs> might be. Who knows anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... I mean, the, the plot of the second episode is Venom steals the Statue of Liberty and holds it for ransom. Yeah, and, and it's very unclear what, what's happening with the statue throughout the episode. Like, yeah, did they take it to Iowa and put it in a field or not? <laughs> did, did they... Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because I thought I was just missing something. The episode is all over the place. <laughs> it's called Assault on Liberty, so I kind of thought... Oh, it's, like, well, it's called Mask Assault on Liberty, and that only occurred to me last night, given the events in Ottawa <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Is that why you chose this? <laughs> Definitely not. This is, like I said, this is the one I remember most clearly from my childhood. I'll explain why in detail in a minute. <laughs> so I kind of assumed like it was going to be an assault on Precinct 13. Like they're trying to get the Statue of Liberty and we got to hold them off. But it's not really that. After the magician who gets arrested, like, <laughs> what did you do? Give it back. <laughs> like, do you guys not know how magic works? <laughs> Which also then leads to an extended sequence where the leader of mask is like, what is this witchcraft? And some dude, I don't even remember who it was, has to be like, okay, let me show you how magic works. And then and this just- is, and this is the scene that resonated with me as a kid more than anything else. Like I tried to recreate this so many times. And the, the line that I missed in the explanation was two way mirror. Yeah. So I would sit with a book, and a cup of coffee and a mirror and a light and just be like, this isn't working. I <laughs> can't make is- the coffee disappear. Mask is such bullshit. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of sad. But I mean, it's true. The episode gave you the information a couple of times. Like he said two-way mirror more than once. I guess I probably didn't know what a two-way mirror was at that time. So I was like... Yeah, that's fair too. Maybe I had like a folding mirror that had two reflective parts. and was probably like trying to angle that, but I just couldn't get this thing to work. David Copperfield did try and make the Statue of Liberty disappear, right? I think that's, so. That's the, I think I remember that TV special. I wonder if he got that idea from Mask. Yeah, I was going to say it must have been after this, right? I don't think David Copperfield was. No, it had to. Yeah, it, it had to have been because I'm old enough, or like I was old enough to remember 
that that was a special. Oh, yeah. Look up. David Copperfield. Oh, no. It was before this. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, so Mass stole it from him. Yeah. 83. Hmm. Yeah. Like he basically, well, I guess not mirrors. He just raised a giant sheet to hide <laughs> the statue. <laughs> and yeah, then then things worked out better for David Copperfield because then when he, you know, brought it back, it was it was there and they weren't like, who you did. We never even find out what happened to him. I guess he got must have got let go because by the end the statue of Liberty's back. But yeah, I think so. I did so find it funny the that they arrested. Like, I feel like my brain switched off for a moment when they were like they were in Iowa. They discovered that it wasn't the real statue. And then they said, What's a really tall building? And then all of a sudden they were like going full speed to the world trade center and i was like did they hide it in the world trade center what's happening here i was counting on you to <laughs> clarify this because yeah they see like oh my god look at that there's footage of the statue of liberty in iowa and they're like ah give us three million billion dollars in three hours or we're gonna blow up the statue of liberty and then they went to the world trade center and then it turned out the statue of liberty wasn't actually in iowa anyway and by the end, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And it seems like the episode didn't either, because it was mostly just like, car chase now! I was like, okay. And they got it back. It was fine. But I'm not at all clear on where it was, or what was going on. No, I mean, the one thing I can say with some confidence is that they they did the whole Iowa baiting to get Mask out there to ambush them, so that they wouldn't be able to help with the three-hour deadline for the $3 billion. Yeah. Um, but then at one point, the guy's like, yeah, I was going to blow up the Statue of Liberty anyway, so this three hours was meaningless. Yeah, he's like, I'm just messing with them. I was going to blow this up, so it doesn't matter. It's like, okay, so you don't actually want money? You're just... And, they, okay. and to be to be fair to them, they were treating this as a metaphor for like an assault on liberty in general, using the statue as a, like a symbol of liberty, rather than it just literally being an assault on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Double, like, once again, like double meanings. Yeah, yeah it's very sophisticated, yeah. this chair. I can't find a full plot synopsis for that episode, so I assume yeah. nobody understands. It's yeah, just you're, the... <laughs> probably right. Uh, <laughs> although, here's a little fun goof for the episode, apparently. Hmm. When Buddy says, we were this close to being popcorn, which kicks off that exchange uh, in the field of Iowa, he speaks with Dusty's voice. So there you go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be hard to keep track of. And... The quote that is here, the only quote from what I can see, is also referencing what I was talking. Oh no, there's a bunch, but it did have the. It's the Bob. It's all your fault. You're supposed to cross your fingers, not your eyes. I think we're on the same website. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the. Uh, oh yeah, there's Bruce who always speaks in, like, not puzzles, kind of puzzles, not puzzles. What does he speak when he does the like? Like the old timey sayings, and then yeah, the other like, guy's like, 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 "What on earth are you talking?" Proverbs, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And then the other guy is like, "What are you talking about?" It's like <laughs> you should be used to this by now. It's been fourteen episodes minimum. Uh, it's not. It's, it's obviously not a linear progression. They probably introduced what mask is in like episode nine. Yeah, and then I would have blown the statue up anyhow, just so they know who they're dealing with. Says <laughs> Miles Mayhem to Vanessa Warfield. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on in this episode at all, which also lends more to the idea that it was produced somewhere else, and then they just kind of Frankensteined it into something for America. Mm -hmm. And, like, I yeah. The first episode was at least fairly straightforward, but again, it was mostly just car chases and 
yeah, it was like they split the meteorite up and we're going to go sell it to various different sellers and the goodies were just trying to stop that from happening. Yeah, that I get. Yeah. That's the plot of most action movies. But if we'd watched the uh, if we'd watched the third episode that I suggested, which I think I got the episode number wrong anyway, um, the one that I wanted us to watch, I don't remember the plot at all. But at one point, there's somebody in a pit of snakes that looks like they're about to die. But then one of the other masked dudes comes over and picks up one of the snakes, and, and he's like, "You don't need to worry about this," and unscrews the snake. It's a fake robot snake. <laughs> I would still worry about that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Maybe even more so. <laughs> You can't reason with a robot snake. <laughs> oh, damn, now I kind of wish we had watched that, but I felt like I got the what I needed out of those two episodes. There's like yeah. 80, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. There's a lot of episodes. Um, the worst thing about this years, is that the, so. um, the toys weren't particularly cool from memory. Like The toys for visionaries were way cooler. Um, these were just, the characters had the masks on, but the masks obviously, like, didn't do anything because because mm. most of these powers that the masks have in the show are either like firing superpower laser beams or levitating things and you can't do that very easily with an action figure that's true yeah <laughs> at least with gi joe most of their powers were guns mm-hmm. so that actually makes sense. now now that i think about it when i think about visionaries the other show that kind of relates to this one they were a bunch of good good knights and bad knights with um, panels on their chest with animals that they could turn into. But the toys were just holograms of those animals. <laughs> that If you like angled it a certain way, you could see the animal on their chest. But they never actually turned into the animal. So I guess those toys were kind of lame as well. I loved them. Yeah, I'm trying to find pictures of them. but That, that show was great. I really, really liked that one as well. Um, but it, it felt like this one was more... That one's bonkers, visionaries. It really is. Apparently in the Transformers cartoons, they refer to mask existing. So that's okay, kind well. of neat, I guess. But yeah, they were had, a whole, had this whole plan to unite all of the different franchises. And I remember, yeah, I remember hearing about this. That did not happen. There were some no. video games, but for the Commodore 64, which, yeah, that seems about right in the grand scheme of Mask versus G.I. Joe, that G.I. Joe would get Nintendo games and Mask would get Commodore 64. I don't know that I ever... I certainly didn't own a Commodore 64, but I don't know that I ever actually played one either. Maybe. Maybe if that Back to the Future game was Commodore 64, I played that one. 75 episodes. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's impressive. I'm sure you read some of the... uh, the, the factoids that I found about the show. Like it was apparently the apart from its safety tips, it was also apparently the first first run cartoon show to be closed captioned. No, no, I did not see that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty cool tidbit. Like I said, the most the thing I first looked up was what came first, this or G.I. Joe. Yeah. And was not surprised to see the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that I have a whole lot. The cartoon episodes are hard. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, Dick, unless you watch Dick, a whole bunch of them, it's they're hard, man. The um the the Dick production company that produced them that always used to make it's, me laugh whenever I would see it. I think well, they, it's pronounced Deek. Deek. The kid <laughs> says it and everything. That's even funnier. Deek. Um, I think they produced the uh, the rock and wrestling show that we saw as well. I was thinking back to what other cartoons we've done to see 
Because not only are they tough to discuss sometimes, unless they're, you know, Hammerman and they're complete batshit insane <laughs> cartoons. They're they're tricky because it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's the humor isn't particularly funny. <laughs> and definitely so, this one definitely has the animation style that I loved as a kid. Like it's similar it's, to the turtles. Yeah, it's 80s as hell, the yeah. animation style for sure. Um yeah, that we did the rock and wrestling. Because also, I'm wondering, did any of them were there any 80s? The one that I think might have held up the best was Captain Planet. Because we're like, we haven't learned anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of the lessons this show is trying to teach us are still applicable. Did you uh, did you ever watch Hurricanes? Maybe that's one for a future episode. No. Oh, we'll have to do that one then because that was pretty good. That was, was that uh, the was that the soccer? Yeah, it was an evil fighting soccer team. Yeah, they had a Super Nintendo game. Nice. I remember that. I think I might have even played it. Hurricanes Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was either Hurricanes or the Hurricanes. I can't remember. Apparently, you can beat it in 47 minutes. Yeah, I rented this. Yeah. I don't think it was good. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely rented it. I don't think I even knew it was based on a show. I think I was just like, oh, soccer-focused platformer. Okay. Yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a long running show. It was on for a lot of the time when I was in primary school, um, and I feel like we would find a perfect collection of stereotypes in that show because you've got a soccer player for every possible country and culture oh, that you could think yep. of. <laughs> Even looking at this cast picture, <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm okay with doing hurricanes. Nice, yeah, let's pocket that one then for the future when we need an episode. Um, as for mask, eh, it's fine. As I. A- I, I was no, amazed. I'm at, not going to watch more. No, I was amazed at how much of the the second episode I remembered that wasn't plot relevant. Just random lines or things that were about to happen. Like I remember the exact cadence of how many times the magician snapped to try and bring back the Statue of Liberty when he realized it had <laughs> That's disappeared. Nuts. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch the Donkey Kong Country promo VHS on a daily basis. So we will, we did weird things as children. Yeah, I still true. have that in my back pocket as an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that this held up, sadly, for me. I still, I remembered the excitement that I had at those blueprint scenes where it was calling the mask team in. And I would watch a few more of those just to see if it's any more interesting. But yeah, I think it, it had its time. It could entertain I, uh, four-year-old me endlessly, uh, and I'm sure any four-year-old kid of mine wouldn't hate it. But. Yeah, I just found it kind of dull. Like yeah. I said, it was a weird, weirdly low-energy show for one that's also mostly action. Like, the action stuff is fine, mm-hmm. and maybe if I watched more, I'd start to like some of the characters, but all of them felt pretty interchangeable. And I think because it was the same guy doing all of the voices, I was having trouble, like even kind of discerning, like who's, which one is this? Cause they all just sound like, Oh no, what are we going to do about this? Like no one's emoting, even the, like the bad guy, like if you watch GI Joe, Cobra's so like, like it was so over the top. Whereas here, like, I think there's like an, I'll get you next time mask. Yeah, but pretty much. They're not bringing it. They're not bringing that heat. No. The, the, the theme tune is the best part of the show. The theme tune is great. Like yeah. Anyone listening, go look up the mask theme tune. and it, it, It's it's real good. I've been I, walking I, around the house singing a Team America version of it in my head because I can never remember what the actual lyrics are. Yeah, I don't know the actual lyrics, but it's pretty. It's a good one. Like Even when I watched episode two, I didn't skip the theme song. I was like, no, I'm going to listen to that. 
But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pay $80 for that box set. No. And, <laughs> and if they make a mask movie, live action mask movie, I hope you're all happy, but I, I don't <laughs> think I'll be there to see yeah. the live action adventures of Scott Tracker and his put upon pet robot. For those who might want to check it out, I think most episodes are on YouTube. Um, I actually found it through my TV on a free app called Tubi, and it's got a bunch of TV shows that just oh, haven't yeah. landed anywhere else. Yeah, Tubi's pretty great. It's crazy. If I remember right, it's like real ad heavy because it's free, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff on Tubi. Yeah. So, And, and I it think... doesn't save your progress is the other thing, so you have to remember which episode you watched last. Uh, and I think... Like Shout Factory, who released the DVD, has some episodes on their site too that might be a little bit better quality than YouTube. I'm always disappointed when we watch these and they don't have the original commercials in there. Yeah, those are the versions I one did. That was it. Hammerman. One of them had the original commercials when we were watching it. I was thrilled. Yeah, that sounds right. Might have been Hammerman. <laughs> I think our something we're currently enjoying is going to be the exact same thing, and we're going to be in danger of this podcast just becoming. <laughs> Well, an did Elden you, Ring episode. I was going to say, I, I suspect that you probably already talked about it on the old Jurassic Park episode. Uh, briefly, yes, it did come up. And the idea that we're kind of playing it, at, you know, I was going to say not simultaneously so much, but kind of. Yeah, kind of. Like pushing the other, per- like, I, like I said, the first time we played it, I would have bailed immediately, probably. Yeah. As soon as I went into the open world, walked, died, be like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I talked a bit about that, but I think even since recording that episode, it's clicking more for me. Like when we were talking bef- uh, a few days ago, you were saying, oh, I found this and I found this. And I was like, I don't find anything. I wander <laughs> and there's some different enemies and then I die and then I run back and I get my stuff. And I never see anything. But then I was playing over the last couple nights and I was like, oh, a dragon showed up. And then yeah. I ended up in this like fire swamp. And then I was like, what's over here? And there's like a, a, a castle full of dudes. It's like, okay, what happens if I start making my way through this castle? And so it, it's hitting better there. I got a better magic staff. I almost killed that damn dragon on my first try. And now nice. I can't do anything to him if any other time I try. <laughs> Did you, do, did you get your jellyfish? I haven't yet, uh, but I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's what's helping now is it's opening up. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to focus on getting more flasks and more sacred, some sacred tears to help my flask fill up better. And yeah. Then I've, I'm just going to go I've, kill I've, that. Is that like a magic thing? The sacred tears? I'm not a magic I've, user. I'm playing as a bandit who tends to hide fire arrows and run past things real fast. That sounds pretty close to what my magic guy is. <laughs> staying way far back. I got a spell last night where I can just raise rocks out of the ground and hurl them at people. <laughs> but it, it's slow, but it hits real hard. I went against that first boss. And I actually, when I hit him, if you hit him at the right time with the rock thing, he just like gets winded and stops moving. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was like, that's, that's, that's the trick. And I got him about three quarters dead. And then couldn't do better, so now I'm out get questing for flasks. Yeah, so stuff. get that get that jellyfish. Like the people are talking about that first boss as being one of the hardest bosses in any Souls game ever. Um, they're, hmm. they're saying it's ridiculous. Like some of the bosses to come after it are nowhere near as hard as that first one. So I'm, I'm very very happy that I beat it. But 
I have to I have to just outline my strategy, which was summon a random magician who's stood at the door and comes in with you. Summon a jellyfish when I got in there. Let them do all of the work and just come in from behind and stab, stab, stab every now and again with my flail. And then the jellyfish poisoned the guy. So his health was gradually decreasing and he was already down to a quarter health. So I was like, I could go in and try and get these final few shots in or I could just keep running away from him until that health meter goes down to zero. So a yeah. minute and a half, I was just running around that entire area, trying to avoid all of the random garbage that's scattered around, trying not to fall off a cliff, which he's incapable of doing. That's not fair. I think the first or second time I took him down, he hit me. I fell off a cliff and died. And I went, I don't want, I don't even want to do that again. I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun game. Like um, it's funny that I saw your, your post about breath of the wild as well today. Um, and it's it feels like a similar game to that, except with, with oh, less, yeah. less puzzles, almost I, no puzzles. I wouldn't be at all surprised if, yeah, they finished whatever their like Dark Souls 3 played Breath of the Wild and went, what if this? What if we just did Dark Souls and this? Because yeah. that's basically what it is. Like, wander the world, find things. There's directives if you need them. But like right now, I think I have three bosses. I'm kind of just rotating around. I can't kill any of them, but yeah, trying. I think it's going to land in kind of the, the top of the second tier of games that I've played of all time. I don't think it's going to hit that top tier purely because the story's a little bit weaker nothing. than I had hoped. <laughs> but yeah, it's nothing. And and there's no puzzles. Like Breath of the Wild didn't have the greatest story, but it had that intrigue of always trying to solve the next puzzle. So Yeah, there was. I feel like Breath of the Wild, and this is getting there, but Breath of the Wild, I was having that like, what's going on over here? Oh, there's a temple. Oh, there's a this. Oh, there's a this. Whereas... Maybe that'll change, but I definitely feel like at least right now I'm wandering more to get some of that stuff than in Breath of the Wild, where it was like, there just seems like there's something constantly happening. Yeah, you typically find in this game, oh, more berries for my horse. Oh, yeah. More berries for my horse. Yeah. <laughs> or something where I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I don't feel like taking the five minutes on the internet to be like, what did I just get? Yeah. So. But I, I've yeah stumbled into some cool stuff. I'm hoping to get some bosses taken down soon. But yeah, I mean, if I'm ready, I'll you're definitely game. ready. Get it done. It is. It's good. I would recommend it to anyone. Uh, maybe except my wife. It's not her type of game. Yeah, kind of same here. Okay, fair <laughs> she enough. She was she was watching me. I think I told you this. She was watching me play it one of the first nights I had it, and it was just like the "you died" sound of me going "fuck." And her, and eventually she was like, "Are you even having fun?" It's like, "I am." I get that it doesn't seem like it, but <laughs> yeah, it's getting better. With I think you're way more time in it than I am. I think I'm six hours invested at this point. But uh, yeah, so the the reason that I've got this much time in is because I know that I need to put that time in to keep up with where you're going to be in the story. <laughs> I don't think that's true, though. <laughs> yeah, it, the ultimate sign of a game that I'm enjoying is when I'm not playing it, I'm like, hmm, I wonder actually if I do this and this, if that would help. And then I'm excited to go back and try some of that stuff. Like, oh, actually I haven't been in that area. So I wonder if maybe something I'm missing is here. And if I just do this, oh, that might work. Yeah. So what's also helping for me is that it's like entered into every other sphere of my life in terms of like what I'm following on social media. Um, all of this, the city fans that I follow seem to be playing it, and as Twitch streaming it as well. Um, the wrestling podcasters, they're all playing it, so it's coming up on those podcasts. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's been fun. It's one of those. It's kind of it's fun to be playing it at the same time that all of the excitement is at its peak, I think. So, yeah. And pour one out for the Horizon Zero, the those (laughs) games where the first one came out and then a week later, Breath of the Wild came out and then the second one came out and a week later, Elden Ring came out. So sorry. Sorry, Sony. That a week after your huge critically acclaimed game, nobody is talking about it. <laughs> nobody. I have so many video game people on my Twitter, and I have not seen a mention of Horizon since two days before Elden Ring came oh, out. Oh no! Which makes me kind of sad for them. Yeah. Even I haven't played them. That and that they, just led me down a it just led me down a little path thinking about like how much how much money George R. R. Martin is making out of this with it being so prevalent. Um, in a week where Brendan Sanderson just had the biggest Kickstarter of all time, 25 million and still counting. And with like, what, three and a half weeks still to go? Yeah. I was looking at that Kickstarter and I've never read a Brendan, and obviously I won't be contributing because I've never even read any of his stuff, but like even the highest tier, which is what, 800 American dollars, is like, oh yeah, 15,000 people have backed this. (laughs) Good God. Yeah. He was he was the number one selling fantasy author last year for the first time in years and years and years because George R. R. Martin was keeping him from the top. Um, but now now he's not hasn't released anything in what forever. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and people just aren't buying the Game of Thrones books anymore because the show's done. Yeah, I yeah I I, I enjoy I, I said this to you that George R. R. Martin is just out there like yeah I worked on this video game it's like what about your book shut up I'm doing this now. Like, <laughs> just not even apologizing for anymore it's like yeah i'm done not even writing yeah. I'm not even working on it yeah i'm excited for the gonna re- do i'm really excited for the reveal that brandon's already written those books <laughs> i i can't wait <laughs> and i hope they don't even announce it i hope they just put it out and one day you're just in target and you go what the fuck <laughs> wait is this is this it like can you imagine they both at this point can afford to do some nonsense like that just the six Game of Thrones book appears in the yeah. world. Yeah. That would be the most fun day on the internet ever. <laughs> like you get the most, re- the first person who discovers that, like the target employee or the chapters employee who opens the box and is like, um, so this just <laughs> arrived. What a fun day that would be. No one does anything like that ever. No, it's true. I don't think that you, I don't think you could ever pull it off, but. We need more things like that now. Just stuff appearing. Yeah, as sad as I am to say it, the last time I remember anything like that was like Robert Galbraith's first crime novel dropping and then it turning out to have been J.K. Rowling. Oh. There was some intrigue around that. Because I think I, that made it to shelves before people realized it was her. I kind of remember that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, video games do it a decent amount, but not like the big hyped video games. Mm-hmm. Like as it, it would be all of a sudden just Half-Life 3 was there. Like you just logged on in the morning and like, wait a second. That's what <laughs> I'm looking for. Not, you know, it's available right now. Like that's fun, but <laughs> well, so you liked when uh, when that U2 album showed up on your on your phone. Was oh, that, that was the I mean, that was a fun day on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Just not for the reasons that they wanted. <laughs> But yes, that was a fun day. No, more like, you know, 
when we all woke up on Halloween and went, ah, sucks, there's no new Limp Bizkit. Wait a second. Oh, God. (laughs) Wait a second. What? That was a day. Although I think I was disappointed. No, I did learn about it that very same day. It was the Insane Clown Posse's Joker's Mm -hmm. card that released that day. It was like the idea that I'm Limp Bizkit and ICP dropped albums on the same Halloween should have been my best day ever, but I didn't learn about yum, yum bedlam until months later. <laughs> All right. Well, now people are just like, oh, my God, this mask is going completely <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> so maybe we'll call it there. Yeah. Um, thank you, Rob, for joining me here today. Go and enjoy your, your Saturday now. You're free. Thank you. Are we going to go ski? I uh, such wasps now. <laughs> And I guess uh, enjoy your chores and screaming children. <laughs> yeah, and then meanwhile on my side, well, laundry's probably done. <laughs> Move that over. Think about what it would be like to play a video game. <laughs> That's the other sad part of that anecdote is when I spend like, when I say I'm sitting there thinking about what I would do. It's because I'm not free to just play it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's magic. They might like that, and they like dragons. It's just like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to kill it. Mm. That's my goal. You see that meter? That's how close it is to dying. I think and that's ang- what I, I think want. The, the anger emanating from your paws, even if you're keeping your mouth, your voice under control, is it's not oh, yeah. healthy for them. <laughs> they wouldn't hear it, but they'd see the <sighs> after every death. They'd be like, "Is Daddy okay?" So, yeah, maybe not. Uh, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out our other stuff. Good Will of Hunting still going strong. I'm not going to talk about the other one yet or more, but it is. Things are happening. I promise you. Um, thank you to Tef Sound for the theme song. I don't remember if I already said that. And Rob, take us out with a classic mask quote. Mask? I don't know anyone named Mask. I used to know someone named Marvin, but he doesn't live around here. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked to do and say.